0: Welcome to the Renew Theology Podcast. I'm Emily.
1: And I'm Bethany.
0: We're two millennial women who enjoy discussing God's Word and how it applies to our lives. We believe in seeking to be rooted and established in the Word and allowing its truth to penetrate every area of our lives. Welcome to the first episode of Renew Theology. Today we're going to be talking about three things that we think are really important to understanding theology. And the first one is what theology is. The second is why theology matters. And the third one is how it affects us in our day-to-day lives. So this is something the two of us feel very passionate about. And we're really excited to discuss it with you guys. So we're just going to dive right into it. So Bethany, let me ask you as we start out, what is theology? There's a couple different dictionary definitions you can
1: find. But essentially, theology, theo is God and ology is the study of. If you go back to Latin and Greek, essentially, it's like thoughts about God or um, thoughts regarding God. Understandings of God is the sort of thing. So it's like conversations about God. Um, it does it's not like, oh, these old rules that are coming back. it's like from the Bible, it's like, no, this is it's talking about and learning about and, and discussing God and seeking to understand him better
0: and like growing up, theology was exactly that it was rules it was what we have to believe as Christians and this is the way it is and it's dry and it's boring and it's like a whole bunch of old men going back and figuring out what
1: exactly does this law in Leviticus mean
0: like that's kind of what I thought yeah exactly and it's just been very recently in the last year or two where I've been like whoa theology is so much better than that and I mean even the word theology sounds dry and I almost wish we had a different word for it because I think a lot of people hear theology and they tune out and they 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 go to their happy place. That's not theology. <laughs> but something that I... I saw this wording somewhere and I really appreciated it. Theology is the study of not just God, but the study of the nature of God. And I really like that because that really speaks to what my experience is. In theology has been thus far it's not just here are facts about god know them memorize them and then beat other people over the head with them it's, exactly it's learning about who god is and his nature and his characteristic and when we learn more about the nature of god that's so enriching because we realize how loved we are and how amazing our god is and that is so powerful in our lives And I think where
1: that starts is definitely it starts in personal study. Absolutely. In you reading the Bible and the Holy Spirit revealing things to you and teaching you through it. Which I I truly believe that God opens our eyes at certain different times in our life. Because I've been reading the Bible since I was like four. Like I've gone to the same church since I was born. And it wasn't until the last year and a half, two years or so, that I really believe Jesus has opened my eyes to what the word actually means. I had another definition from one of my many textbooks that I spent so much money on. Um, Theology is the reflection upon the God whom Christians adore and worship. And I think that's really been a part of Emily and I's conversations. We're just really excited to talk to each other about how great and awesome God is. That's kind of where we keep coming back to when we study a passage and something new jumps out. We're like, oh my goodness, like God is so amazing. And not like in the modern word context of the word amazing, but literally like I am amazed mm-hmm. at
0: just how
1: perfectly laid out and complex
0: this is. And I think for me to just to add to what you were saying there, the more I study God and who he is, the more I realize it's not about me. I mean, I think a lot of people look at people who study theology and say, Oh, like they're so high and mighty They're or, academics. Yeah, they're intellectuals and Personally, I have to guard against pride in that area, but at the same time, the more I study God, the more humbled I am because I I realize how great he is and therefore how little I am and at the same time so loved. So that's where my passion for theology sort of comes from. So now we're going to talk about a different issue here. Why does theology matter? Why is it something that we need to be interested in and studying today? There's a lot of ideas out there
1: that are not biblically based. I was just talking about one with my grandparents today. The question was, what happens when we die? There's a lot of people out there who believe that we become angels or we... Stay around and like, it's okay, Grandma's watching from heaven. Not theologically true. People have a misconception and that can be really hurtful and harmful. So, there's the real
0: life example. So, my personal experience like growing up, I felt this guilt because I always thought that heaven was going to be an eternal church service. <laughs> and basically, heaven was just going to be, we were just going to be standing around God, praising Him all the time for all of eternity. Even now, I still sometimes struggle with this because, like, as a kid, I was like, "Man, like, I don't want to do that. Like, that sounds boring. so boring and dull." And I love <coughs> worship at church; like, I really enjoy that. But I was Emily just... is actually a vital part of our
1: worship team.
0: I tried to teach you piano. Yeah, you did. It did not <laughs> go over well one time. So for me, I just felt this guilt. Like, what kind of a Christian am I? Like. Emily, how could you not want to spend eternity just singing praises to God? Like, this is horrible. And until I was over 20 years old, I sort of struggled with this and I just tried not to think about it. But I just thought, well, you know, maybe in heaven, you know, I'll be perfect. So maybe being perfect will mean that I will want to worship God all the time. And this was just sort of a disconnect for me, right? Where I was like, okay, like I don't, I don't want to do this, but like maybe I will when I'm perfect. But then, like, what if I don't? Then I'm not perfect, and then I could get kicked out of heaven. Like, oh wow, which that was is more <laughs> than I thought. <laughs> so, so this is a very like non biblical view. That that's not what heaven is. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that, right? But and, when were we ever taught about that? Exactly. It's it's sort of assumed by a lot of Christians. So that's something that. I mean, it didn't turn me away from the faith, but I think it could turn other people away from the faith. Where if that's the only point of being a Christian, people whose faith is based on getting to heaven and where they're going to spend eternity, yet if that's not something that makes sense to them, they're not going to want to pursue a relationship with Jesus.
1: If the only reason you're coming to Jesus is to get a get-out-of-jail-free card, and then you find out that getting out of jail means getting to an, into an eternal choir, that might not be so, like... <laughs> exciting to you i like the eternal choir (laughs) well that's that's that's, i mean i don't know i know i know that worship is not simply singing in church with other believers i know that worship is daily life and other things that you can do
0: but seriously that's what people think yeah i thought that for a little while too (laughs) (laughs) another reason i think theology matters i touched on a little earlier but It means that I get to actually know God himself better. So theology is not just learning facts about the Christian faith. It's learning about the father and his son and the spirit. And when we do that, when we get to know somebody better, we are building a relationship with them. So it's not all about intellectual and what's in my head. It's how that affects my heart because of the nature of the one I'm studying. Uh, The one I'm studying is, is you know, my father who loves me very, very deeply and more than I can imagine. And so when I am studying him and learning about him, it actually grows my relationship with him. It's similar to a marriage. Or even when you're just dating somebody, you your, your attention is focused on learning about that person. And because you're focusing on learning about that person and their character and their likes and their dislikes and what makes them tick, you are through that building a relationship with them and so for me theology is not simply about deciding whether or not i'm a calvinist it's (laughs) who god is and what he has done for me and that's a big deal if you're a christian that should be a big deal to you it should be a big deal to understand who god is and how he loves you i think
1: we come into a pitfall in our generation now where and i've certainly fallen in, into this myself where we tend to get all of our theology from a speaker hmm. like if, if all you do is listen to sermons online if all you do is watch youtube videos of your favorite preachers if all you do is take other people's word for it you're going to get into some trouble hmm. because if you don't know how to match it up against the bible you, you could get into believing some pretty crazy stuff i mean i do believe that there are christians out there who are believing untrue things about the word Mm-hmm. Um there are large movements of Christians and and people and churches in the whole world that don't believe things that are like what am i saying that don't believe the truth or aspects of the truth and you can get it into some pretty hot water. Mm-hmm. You like when Paul brought the gospel to the Bereans He commended them for going and checking it out. They said, cool, that's great. We're going to go and look at the word ourselves. Now, of course, they were looking at the Old Testament. And they're like, yeah, you know what? This is true. If they didn't do that, if they just either rejected it or accepted it
0: without checking it out, like that could be dangerous. I think we would both add to that by saying, don't just listen to us either. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> like, Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, we are, we are definitely not uh, super educated teachers or anything like that. We're, but we enjoy having these conversations. And so hopefully, if anything, we hope that something we say will spur you on to do research yourself and to go dig out your Bible and check it out for yourself and do some research, get other people's opinions on things. And, and that's uh, something that we both feel strongly about as well. On that note, maybe more of a personal nature for
1: both of us, we can share with you what God is sharing with us, but it has nowhere near the weight when God shares something with you. Mm -hmm. Um, We listen to similar people and we watch similar videos and wherever, and we'll get together every now and then. And then we're sharing things that we've learned through listening and personal study and reading. And it's neat to see how God will have brought something to my mind and taught me through my own reading. And I. it was this moment where God like dropped the truth brahma on my head. And I'm like, what? This is so amazing. How did I never know this? And it's like a deep-seated truth that the Lord just kind of puts right in my heart. And it's so special. And then I'll go tell Emily two days later. And it's still pretty amazing. But because God told it to me and she wasn't right there, it might not impact her the same way. And mm-hmm. it's hard for me to actually explain that sometimes. Um, so while we will share things that God has been teaching us it is so much more impactful
0: when you study yourself and he tells you yeah for sure i think other people teaching you never ever replaces personal conviction right and personal insight so i think we would both encourage you to seek that for yourself as well yes absolutely for sure The last point about theology, Bethany, I want to ask you, how does theology affect our day-to-day lives? At what point do we take the, the intellectual, the stuff, the knowledge, and we apply it to our lives and that gets put into action? What does that look like for you? It looks like learning
1: how to preach the gospel to myself.
0: Hmm.
1: Now, that's only been a recent concept in my life, I used to think I am so low. I am the dust of the earth, <laughs> like I have to wait for somebody else to tell me that I'm worth hearing the gospel. But recently, it's been more like, "Hey, the Lord has told you to memorize His word. When you come up against a struggle, what do you do? Do you do what Jesus did when He was tempted by Satan and combat it with Scripture verses and the Word? Is that like, is that how I, if I am, my preaching to other people as well as I'm preaching to myself, or am I just kind of like, yeah? I guess I'll have to wait till Sunday in church and hopefully the pastor will say something that, you know, touches my situation. Like, no, I have like I have the Holy Spirit inside of me. I can take what I know to be true, what I've studied to be true and apply it to that situation. Whether that means um, preaching my, to myself, yeah, you did something wrong there and you know it was a sin and you need to go ask for
0: forgiveness because you know that the Lord will forgive you. So is that what it means? Okay, so to me, theology means... This is the main point for me. This is this is something that's close to my heart and something that I think is very, very important. And that is discernment. So for me, having good theology and having my beliefs measured against scripture means that I am going to be able to better discern in different situations and choices that I'm facing throughout my day. Mm-hmm. So I can look at a situation and I can feel emotion about it, but because of my theology, I know that, no, that's an emotion that Satan is going to try and use to manipulate me in this situation. Or I can look at my situation and say, okay, this is the way that looks good, but I know the truth is this, and I know that this is how it needs to be dealt with. So for me, that's very important to me, is having that discernment and knowing exactly what the Bible says about different situations and how to deal with them.
1: In a sense, I do think that the Bible is a roadmap for our lives in that there's a lot of stuff in there that will help you with a lot of different situations. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: There's a lot of stuff in there that's more of a principle that we need to apply to our current situation. The Bible never talks about dating. Why? Because dating was not a thing back when the Bible was being written. Mm -hmm. But we can take principles of the Bible where we need to be respectful of other people and treat them as brothers and sisters in Christ if they if they are um, believers and really care for the other person is greater, like more important than ourselves. We also need to, I don't like the phrase, save ourselves from marriage, but keep certain types of intimacy within marriage. That's just, that's a biblical principle that we can apply. Mm-hmm. So that that's important too because it's not just like, Oh, I am struggling with this. I will Google it and see if it is in the Bible. Oh, that exact word is not in the Bible. It must not have anything to say about it. No, there's just a lot of principles that might apply.
0: Yeah, that's a good point, how the Bible often teaches through principles versus specific situations.
1: There's no way it's going to write down every single thing that's ever going to happen because it was written by people that we're in a different culture Mm -hmm. and time than we are they're not going to talk about cell phones they're not going to talk about how much should i post on social media how many selfies per day are acceptable it's not (laughs) going to talk about that just like it's not going to talk about the telegraph and what's acceptable to send over a
0: telegraph because that was for a short period of time i am curious though what is the allowed number of selfies
1: do not ask me i am not a selfie
0: person i like
1: i do not post selfies very often anywhere
0: maybe a listener can tell us
1: oh yeah yeah you tell (laughs) us what do you think what is the acceptable number of selfies
0: another way that theology affects me is in my understanding of how loved i am and i know i touched on this earlier but the more i study about god and who he is the better perspective i gain on my life and situations and my identity in Christ. Um and it also gives me a better perspective in my daily devotions. You know, when I when I'm reading through like right now I'm reading through Leviticus, which is super monotonous um a lot of the time. But then I was listening to this one pastor who was pointing out um Jesus in Leviticus and how Jesus is the sin offering and Jesus is the guilt offering and Jesus is the peace offering and all the different offerings and just having that being pointed out to me in that background suddenly made reading about these offerings so much more meaningful to me because the Father has revealed Jesus in the Bible in more ways than we can imagine. And so when I'm reading through something that's seemingly monotonous and something that I'm very tempted to just skim through get it done, speed read, yep, check that box, is so much more meaningful when I can pause and focus and say, Where is Jesus in this? And then when I or see Or how does this
1: impact something that I've already read? How does this connect somewhere else?
0: Yeah, exactly. And then when I see Jesus I understand and know him in a deeper way. Because for us, like in the New Testament, for example, there's all kinds of imagery about Jesus being the Lamb of God and being one sacrifice for many. Yet that doesn't mean anything to us in our culture. I shouldn't say it doesn't mean anything. It means less to us in our culture because sacrifices is is not a part of our culture. When we read the Old Testament, we gain a better understanding of those sacrifices. And when we understand more of the culture that that was written in, we understand its significance a bit more. And it points us even more to Jesus. So here's
1: a quick little example from Leviticus. Um, Go to Leviticus 2. And the title there should be something about the grain offering or the meat offering. If it's meats, probably King James Version. Meat is just another word for bread back in, you know, the 1600s, whatever. It talks about the, the type of bread or grain offering that is supposed to be given. And it, you have to cover it with olive oil. You're supposed to, he used to pour olive oil on it. And Jesus is the anointed one. So when you think of a grain offering, it's also like it's a little cake, like a like bread, some sort of bread. It's supposed to be made with fine flour, and then you make it. Well, guess what? Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Mm. Like, he said that. All, the, all these sacrifices, every single grain offering that was given until the time that Jesus came was just a picture of him. Mm. Every single one. It really struck me, because I'm like, oh my goodness, there he is. Again! Mm-hmm. Like, he just keeps showing up. Everything in the Bible is connected to just about everything else in the Bible. Mm -hmm. It makes it so much more meaningful. For sure.
0: So those are our thoughts on theology and why it matters. And I think these are points that are going to come up in future episodes as well as we continue to dig deeper into issues and different scripture passages and sharing our thoughts on different things. And so for today, we just want to say thanks for listening. And uh, we will see you next time. Yeah. See you next time.